And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast! So guys, welcome to another episode of the Fighting Fit Show. Today it's just myself and Brandino. The Hello. topic of discussion for today is going to be the psychology of transformation. This episode is inspired by a number of different things, mainly that I am embarking on my own personal transformation over the next 90 days. We'll be kind of filling you guys in with more information. Myself and Peter are actually working on a, on a special project. We're going to try and make a little kind of mini, mini say, transformation documentary. Um, so I've been kind of looking into these things over the last little while. A lot of it is inspired by uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels called the Academy of Ideas. And uh, particularly the kind of concepts motored by the likes of Carl Jung, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, and uh, Abraham Maslow. I have actually just put a, a very interesting quote into the into the Facebook uh, page there. Um, anybody in our Healthy Lifestyle Club, if you're not in this, you should be. Um, so maybe go check that out. Let me just get it up here because I don't want to mis misquote it. One second. So the quote is, if you plan on being anything less than you are capable of being, you will probably be unhappy all the days of your life. Abraham Maslow. I just kind of thought, geez, that was that's pretty powerful. Um, you know, that people who are not, you know, embarking on this journey of personal transformation, this journey of self-actualization, that I feel like is one of the greatest sources of dissatisfaction or unhappiness. So with all that said, that brief intro, Brandon, what are your thoughts on today's podcast? I'll be honest with you, Steve. I haven't a clip now. I'm um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, this is this is kind of what we do in terms of the coaching aspect of things. You know, we take people through the the model of change the, the entire time. And one of the cool things that you get to do as a coach is kind of you know poke and prod a little bit. Some people don't really need that much coaching. To be fair, they just either they don't think that deeply about it, and so going that deep just to them just doesn't really you know doesn't really hit home and then there's others who just necessarily who are only a couple tools away but then there's the other people who really have some deep work to do and to be honest like they're the hardest people to work with but they're my favorite people to work with because this is the kind of stuff that I'm really interested in like I really like going yeah. you know layers and layers and layers deep because this is the kind of work that I needed to do when I started and one of the biggest things that you said there but kind of self-actualization you know very very important to kind of like well, who do you want to be like what like in your heart of hearts like who do you really feel like and I suppose that question itself can be a little bit tricky because some people can have a very negative identity and they maybe don't have a positive vision for themselves but helping and starting to shape us helping and just the individual starting to shape that vision for themselves it's it's something that I'm sure everybody struggles with and it's something that we should all be trying to do because it's hard to kind of pull something out from the void and you know something that's not real it's not tangible it's you know it's potential and so it's like you know what is potential and who could you potentially be and who you could potentially be could be lots of different things and it's important that you aim for the best thing because why not why would you not aim for the best thing and 
often enough reason that people don't reach for the best thing is because it also highlights the parameters for failure which is you know a big big issue that many people have that they, they don't have the confidence to kind of strive forward and take on the challenge because they're afraid that they're going to fail and so it's easier to kind of set the bar down low but as you said then the issue with that is that if you hit that bar which you probably will if you set it low enough or even just you know reason a reasonable bar you'll hit the bar well you're not happy because you set a low bar and so it's like okay well you've, you've you've hit your measured success but it's a very low level of success you know objectively or maybe even subjectively so it's like it's not real true success because what you're really capable of is so much greater but the reason that we don't want to hit it is because obviously there's an awful lot of work to do behind it maybe you're not competent yet maybe you haven't got the skills maybe you're afraid maybe if you listen to any successful person ever they've failed a million trillion times and some people if they've never engaged in anything hard or tried to succeed in anything just that first failure can just be overwhelming and maybe like oh fuck i failed you know i'm terrible and the negative chat ensues and so you know that to me is kind of what we're going to kind of dig into today yeah yeah the psychology of transformation is the the topic of the podcast and such a deep 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 um topic again we have spent i would assume you know more more hours than the, than the average person at least kind of looking through this kind of information more so kind of for myself was to you know for my own personal transformation something that i feel like the work will never be done and even kind of speaking with chris recently as well um you know, and he kind of mentioned it before, he kind of done a very popular video that a lot of resonated with a lot of members in the that within the devil podcast, this kind of concept of drifting that we're kind of you have like it's you have to constantly be rowing the boat in the right direction or the 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 the, the tide will take you uh, take you out. Um and there's uh I think I might have t- touched on this in a previous podcast, but it was the um the Netflix documentary about tra- trauma with uh, uh, Jonah Hill. And one of the things that his therapist said that kind of really resonated with me and I've kind of thought about it a lot uh, since was, you know, the, the things that were guaranteed like is pain, uncertainty and constant work, pain, uncertainty and constant work. They are the, they are the things that you're guaranteed in life. There's no one was like death, death and taxes or something like that. Uh, but pain, pain, uncertainty and constant work. It's just like this. The work is never done. The work will just never be done because they said, if you let it go, the weeds will take the garden. If you stop, you know, and once you take it, take a couple of weeks off and, things are things are just kind of starting to, to, to disintegrate like the weeds the weeds will take the house there was actually uh, in the under trees there was like a, a little kind of i think they called them like little fincas like a little room just outside uh, in a little field next next to kind of where the penthouse was and this is kind of the concept that we were talking about like um you know weeds and you constantly having to you know kind of mind your garden and plant the seeds if you want flowers to grow or fruit to grow etc um kind of just looking at the window was such a such a great metaphor for it whereas like you no know, like the weeds would literally take the house like this was a at one point was a beautiful house on the hill with views of the ocean could see see the entire landscape around you but just through that um what would you say is, is, is passivity um you know lack of action it just deteriorates 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 so that's kind of thing like this kind of thing about constant work um you know on, on this kind of journey to like self-actualization personal transformation mm-hmm. and you said like setting up this this ideal like who do you want to be like one of the other, other videos i listened to recently from from the academy of ideas on youtube um was this concept of creating a second uh like a second identity um you know like this whole thing where we, you create an ideal it's like who could i be or who would i want to be who would i want to be like so you pick maybe like 
five people that inspire you and you kind of take a few character traits and you kind of create this other person then you you essentially try try to act it out let's say and like in especially with religion like we're given these ideals like jesus is obviously the best example you know like you know like i think it's a, it's a common term in in like say christian communities like uh, what would jesus do you know mm-hmm. so this is like creating an ideal like if jesus was in this situation how would he act what would his kind of character character traits be or or um well, yeah, what decisions would he make? And that, that kind of brings you on to, to another quote here uh, by Ra- uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And this is, so a thought and you reap an action, so an act and you reap a habit, so a habit and you reap a character, so a character and you reap a, de- a destiny. And this kind of whole thing, like when it, when it comes down to it, I feel like it's all about identity, you know, and, and kind of who we believe we truly are at our core, that we always fall back into that. To, to that pattern of identity we've kind of talked talked about this a little bit in the past like you know if you feel like you're the fat kid in school you'll always be the fat kid from school if you feel like you know whatever it is if you feel like you're the failure the person that can't handle any responsibility the person that's always late once you kind of start to identify with these traits or these behaviors or these um these actions like you will always fall back into them when you fall back into this say, unconscious state when say life gets busy or stressful etc and you're not maybe you know being your 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 best self let's say um what do you think about that yeah i, I 100 agree um obviously identity is massive as you said so very very important that we kind of watch who we who we think that we are and i would really advise anybody to be very careful of any identities that you yourself would kind of view as negative. It's like, if you think that they're negative, just don't identify with them, you know, identify with something else, pick another, pick another person to be. And you know, many people can struggle with kind of reshaping themselves and getting a new identity. It is very, very difficult. But one of the things that you kind of made me think about there was this kind of this law of attrition, you know, like, or even as you said, law of passivity, you know, it's this thing is constantly coming at you. And I, I a funny image just came into my head because an awful lot of people you know as i said it's like the reason that your life is getting worse let's let's give you your due and let's say it's generally not your fault let's put it down to the forces of nature like for talk's sake you know why are you getting injured well it's not because you're inadvertently going out or you know purposefully going out and injuring yourself it's because time especially in, in this culture with sitting like sitting takes a massive toll on you over time like it just it just wears on you just like that the, the weeds taking over the house you know it's like it really is it's taken over you know it's like it's like it, this thing is is a is a force you know it's like you have you have a fucking wall and there's a tide that's crashing in on every single day and some people, in terms of the worst to do, like they're going out with a wee bucket and they're like fucking taking their bucket and they're like, I'm out with that bucket every single day. And it's like, listen to me, you don't understand the work that is going to need to be done in order to move this thing in the right direction. Like it's not you in your bucket every once in a while hap- haphazardly hoping that you get it right. Or like, the, the, you know, you're going out with a wee pair of scissors trying to reclaim that house, you know, from the weeds. It's like, that's not yeah. what it looks like. And in this culture we are a bucket and scissor culture like it's like most people just all they have to do like i like the government will come down next month and they'll do the garden for me and as long as i'm just out here with me scissors or you know whatever it is like oh my mom has a bad garden bad gardens run in our family and so oh we don't have a green finger you know it's like it's we just kind of fall into these stories and every once in a while you get somebody and they pick up a book gardening for dummies you know and they take that book to its nth degree and along the way they learn x y or z and 
not only that, they buy another book, you know, gardening for intermediates. And then it, it and it says, and eventually they've reclaimed the house and added an extension, all this kind of stuff. And then they look at people and or people look at them and go, Oh, geez, I wish I wish I was as fortunate as you, or whatever it is. It's like it's like do you think during that process, through that made up story like I just said, that that person didn't, you know, cut his finger umpteen times, you know, build the wall in the wrong place umpteen times, you know, like have the wrong tools yeah. for the job. It's like, that's just part of the process. But it's like, you have to learn to kind of start engaging. And something David Goggins, I one of these podcasts, I won't mention David Goggins, but I'll bring him up again. What are you, like, it's like when we when we think about the level of work that we're doing, it's like I'm working super hard, as hard as I can. It's like compared to what? It's like what like and, and like what is your point for hard work? It's like is it when you're in secondary school and you were studying for your leaving cert and like you kind of barely bluffed it? That was in your head, you know, the hardest you've ever worked. It's like what is the hardest you can work? Like how hard are you like because I know myself, like I'm cursed with knowing how hard I can work. So I know that I'm just constantly falling short of that. It's like I know because I I pay attention to all these amazing miraculous fucking people, and I know right well that we're the same, and so I know right well that you know the gap is like infinite. It's like you could literally get like there's people out there who are literally trying to build a business, getting four hours sleep, and working eighteen hour days. There's like that's just what they're doing, and it's just like that's that's it's like that's the goal. So when someone comes to me and they're like, I don't have time, it's like you have absolutely like I understand right now with your kind of belief system. You feel like you don't have time. It's like with your current priorities, you don't have time. But yeah, you need no. to you need to put which, first things first, and it's really important current, to you. With your current paradigm, you know, it's like what you think, like because even even that list of priorities, like we could probably fit five more priorities in there realistically if we were to fucking sit down and really have a look at things. It's like if we were, and not only that, if we were to really stress you out with it, if we were like to really challenge you and fucking ask every ounce of your character, and then more, and that's how we build more character. It's like. Who knows what we can achieve? You know what I mean? But and again, and fair enough to people's credit, you know, who wants to fucking do that? You know, it's like it is, yeah. it is, it is exactly. But it, it comes is. to a good. It boils down to this kind of concept of, of the why, and this is kind of something that that does come up come up a lot. I think it's um, um was Leach or Young, I can't remember which one, but he says he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. Um, you know, so these things I think that um, I think that was also brought up in. Man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl, you know, kind of having a why, um, about kind of what, like, and, and Jim Rohn talks about this concept as well in terms of like when you have a strong why, it pulls you through difficult times, difficult circumstances. Whereas a lot of time we're relying, we're relying on this kind of push style motivation, you know, trying to force our way through the walls, force our way over the barriers. Whereas yeah. you, when you have this kind of strong vision for the future, it pulls you towards it. It's magnetic, but a lot of people don't have a vision a vision for a better future and again sometimes we do and then we kind of forget we don't remind ourselves about it enough so this is kind of comes back to that quote about you know like kind of say like more about our rituals and our routines and doing these things that's kind of you know get in the journal and fall out of journal and get into it fall out of it but the days that i'm doing my journal and i have my little you know my just remind myself what my goals are I'm like oh fuck yeah let's let's get to work i'm excited um you know i think what jim rohn also says what is that quote um you know, people are like, oh, why, why am I up early? And like, well, if you're go, if you're ahead of Ram Head, you'd be up early too. It's like, you know, like, of course you would. Like, if, if you have this kind of strong, strong vision um, or you have a strong mission, something that you're trying to achieve. So this kind of whole thing of like self-actualization, like it becomes, it is quite personal to the person because some people, you know, like David Goggins, it can be all, uh, let's say, more, more masculine energy in terms of like, what are we doing? What are we achieving? But also to some people, like, you know, it can be maybe more, more feminine energy, 
about you know more kind of love and compassion oriented or you know being a being a good mother or or even like things like well that's obviously a lot of hard work too but things like you know like the um, the, the the said in the in the video was talking about like they used to describe people as being an earthly person you know somebody who was kind of grounded to the earth and like we don't really talk like that anymore it's more about now it's like you know flying high flying high and fast and th this these are kind of the, the the words that we use rather than you know things like being earthly and grounded and and this kind of stuff because that can also be self-actualized to be you know to be a monk let's say like it doesn't necessarily have to be what the let's say the western world um kind of wants wants you to have but i just feel like you have people have to learn to listen to themselves they have, you have to you have to kind of learn to kind of start listening to that inner voice because one of the one of the kind of key things that i've kind of identified myself um during like say my my when i'm trying to say self-reflect and journal and stuff is like right well why haven't i yet achieved all the things that i want to achieve or kind of where where are the character flaws where's the room for improvement i kind of feel one of the things for me is just impulsivity just very very, very impulsive and obviously that can that can be really good because one of the let's say the character traits of let's say successful people would be the, the the speed of which like they, they have an idea and they take action you know i'm quite impulsive i've got a good idea i'm like fucking we're changing all today you know give me tear this thing down let's build this new thing pocket throw that thing away like let's let's not waste any more time let's get moving whereas that is good in some contexts but then it's also also has negative um connotations especially things around maybe like impulsive around food and and, and different things or like uh, like even like dopamine the phones and and, and whatever um because there's, there's obviously like there's there's, there's good and bad to, to everything there's pros and cons to everything but that's kind of something that, that i've identified so that's kind of something that i'm i'm trying to work on specifically over the next couple of months as part of my my own kind of let's say personal transformation because i just identified it as like it's one of these key things that if you don't get to the bottom of it it's just constantly going to show up in different ways and 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 impact your your let's say your personal growth so i'm using this concept called surfing the urge so this is a, a very simple it's just essentially a mindfulness practice it's like when you when you kind of feel like you're you kind of have these strong impulses you just you surf the urge you just you sit with it and just say okay why, why am i feeling like this what's actually happening here whereas the tendency would be feel the emotion boom go take action you're like eating eating, eating food again is the easiest example or maybe the one that people listen to this podcast might resonate with the most like you know like you get an urge to eat that kick cat in the press and you just grab it rip it over and it's gone and literally like the whole experience lasts maybe 60 seconds whereas if you just said okay it's not to say i can't have it because there's the old saying also is that that uh, that which you resist will persist it's like the harder you resist something that's kind of cutting things out is also not a good idea um so just say, okay i can have it but i'm just gonna i'm gonna give it five minutes and you just create that little bit of space and you can just surf the urge you're kind of just trying to understand okay why am i feeling like this and then like most things it is like again they say it comes in waves it kind of it tends to dissipate um right then that was kind of quite interesting um so what, what do you think about that kind of this whole concept of you know like self-awareness understanding yourself a little bit of self-reflection um you know listening to that voice in your head because that's i feel like that's the problem like that thing you said like it's because yeah because you probably could be doing way better because you know you're with yourself all the time you know that there was probably you know a hundred opportunities and i know there's a hundred opportunities where i could have done taken an action could have done something that would have moved me in the right direction i didn't do it you know you can't lie to yourself this whole thing like self-confidence like you can't fake self-confidence you know like you can when people say like you fake it till you make it is you show up and you take the actions and then then over time now you build proof and then you become confident because you have a list of okay here's here's the 10 things i've done um, I know now, now I can identify as, as self-confident because I've actually I've actually done the things and obviously you only have to feel the fear and do it anyway in the beginning. Um, but what do you what do you think about that? Do you feel like 
because that's something that I, I, I'm kind of alluding to is like I just feel like a lot, a lot of times people aren't necessarily maybe doing the 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 the, the, the self reflection. They're not looking at themselves and looking for um, things that could be improved. Well, my kind of experience with self reflection is very very close to like you know the conscience. So my experience and like just in general, like I'm a very kind of I'm a very introverted person for my surprise an awful lot of people who come to my classes you know obviously i'm mm. i'm paid for a for being loud and again obviously like it's, it's, those things aren't you know they're not they're not opposing like just because you're very introverted doesn't mean you can't be extroverted but like my reflection process is completely internal and very quick like i just get like my my, my conscience tells me exactly you know you're doing this and it's just it, it's more like a feeling so i just get these feelings and something that i've really struggled with or I'm a lot better at it now, but something I like it, it just popping up when you, when we kind of were doing a little bit of research for this. And now that you're talking, like one of the biggest things that I really struggled with was integration. So I I was a very very passive person and very agreeable. And so as part of this job, something that I would notice is that there would be so many opportunities to be. I'd have to be. I'd have to be a little bit disagreeable in order to kind of get what I would feel like would be the benefit for that person but I couldn't do it because I was too agreeable and that kind of started to tip its way into kind of like right well I know that I have that side to me but I just don't necessarily identify with it so I know that I have aggression in me I know that I have the ability to do that but I find it extremely uncomfortable to do it and one of the best benefits that, to all my clients that's ever happened is the fact that now, like I am one of the hard asses now, and I have known so many of my clients that are so thankful and would prefer that coaching style and need that coaching style because a friend who's just going to agree with them the whole time just isn't that effective when you're looking mm-hmm. to change because sometimes people need, you know, a slap on oh, the wrist or, or, or just to know that there's somebody on the far side that's going to give them a stern look and go, hey, what the fuck are you doing kind of thing. Like uh, you've done that many times to me and it's been extraordinarily beneficial so it's like it's definitely necessary and so integrating that part um, of my character into it has been really really beneficial in my in my coaching and then in my personal life and even again as a coach and to in order to be a more relatable person like i am not a great or at least in the past i was not great with nutrition and i kind of tried to deny that to myself and to my clients as a coach you know i kind of oh i know like I, i can i can get it right and get it right and as soon as I started to accept that, you know, I'm not necessarily that good at nutrition, well, then I started to try and fix the problem and kind of go, okay, well, you know what it is? I think that people will relate more to the problems than to the perfection. You know, it's like, I'm 100%. I'm like the fact that, like, and again, but, but again, the, at least as from a coaching perspective, it only is helpful when you're actively working to fix it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's yeah, not useful yeah. to have a coach who's poor at nutrition and also doesn't work. That's no fucking use to anybody. But it's like the fact yeah. that I was bad at nutrition, it's like, oh, well, I'm actively engaging. Here's the tips. And that's what people from, or at least my, my clients are looking for. It's like, oh, I'm having this problem. Oh, I've had that problem you know, six months back, I've had that problem 12 months back. And so the, like, the, the thing for me, and again, one of the things that we love about the level method is like, when you start digging into the ugly parts of yourself, the things you aren't good at, that's where the big corners of growth are. And so that's, it's like, whatever you're afraid of and whatever the thing that you're like afraid of challenging or afraid of growing towards, me with the cold showers, like I get like me with running, me with injuries, me with flexibility. It's like, these are all things that I like massively identify with now 
and have given me so much self-confidence because again as you said it's like it comes after the action and one of the things that I love now to do is like see when I started something and I just feel complete like I remember with the rings as well before I got my muscle up I remember starting something just feeling like this is impossible like I'm like like I'm a seed like this is like I couldn't be further away from the final product that's when I know I was like oh big growth's coming I was like big growth's coming as soon as I step outside my depth and I kind of know that I don't have a leg to stand on. You know, it's very humbling. You're very in very shaky territory. You feel like an absolute beginner. It's like, to me, that's like, and it doesn't necessarily even matter where that is now. It's like, if I find something that that's where that lives, I kind of find that that's a path that I want to try and stay on. Because in my experience, like initially it's a little bit uncomfortable, but like a month in, like you're telling people all about it. It's like, it's very exciting. Like the growth that you kind of, oh, this is what I've learned. This is what I've seen. And in my experience, because most people don't do, an awful lot of stuff most people just kind of stick to what they know is like it only takes a matter of you know four to six months before you're an expert in comparison to most people which is really cool because then you're like oh what about this and they're like oh what's this like oh here's like five or six very small tips that i've learned and again once you kind of get into that it's like well now we're starting to form an identity because now you're somebody that is the go-to person on that thing and that just kind of reinforces it and you get all these kind of um stacking features and um i hope that answers the question <laughs> yeah you know it does and I, I like the thing you said about the you know like because that's an experience i had today and i'll kind of i'll kind of start this this little tangent with a quote and it's we cannot change anything until we accept it Condem, condemn calm condemnation does not liberate it oppresses so we cannot change anything until we accept it condemnation does not liberate it oppresses so this is this whole concept like there's like even like the say like the 12 steps or whatever is it 12, 12 steps like the AA program or whatever like you know you have to admit that you have a problem before you can even attempt to fix it you know and and it's not about berating yourself or condemning condemning yourself you have to kind of accept it and then you know as we kind of i've talked about recently as well as like this whole thing is like what was that doing for you understanding that you know as as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a human what needs these things these bad habits and these things that we fall into they're fulfilling a need they're fulfilling and again usually i find it's, lo it's love and connection is usually the one that's that's missing for most of us um you know when are we kind of trying to fill fill these voids with with with, with other kind of habits what, what, about, what, about just, what about just pure pleasure like for talks like like out like out like alcohol it's like some people just like to drink by themselves like and then food again it's like i feel like there's there's some i feel that again back to the kind of now we're back to gamer mate i feel like there's some kind of self-soothing as well on top of that like that like that, an awful lot of bad habits like at least in, in my experience like you know I, like it's nearly just unconscious susan it's like it's just oh i just need to feel better about myself i just need to feel better i just need or i need to recover but i need to yeah but i, I think that would would, would kind of and again it obviously depends like the the, the con again the thing is like this is like the voice inside your head is pretty pretty accurate like you know like if you're if, if you're doing too much like I said there's nothing wrong with going and having a couple of beers every every once in a blue moon and kind of ha have the crack with your friends or whatever or, or social event you know if you're drinking too much you know if you're kind of you know you've, you're kind of pushing it too far um so that's the next like, like and, and we that's that, my thing is like we 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 we, we tell ourselves that that voice is, is the enemy when really it's your best friend it's your it's your own little jiminy cricket it's your own little conscience that's yeah. there to kind of help you and guide you towards on this path of self-actualization that's there to say like no like you like a lot of people are like are, are circumstantially depressed and it's like well you know this whole thing i can't remember the the the, the quote but i, I kind of seen it recently it was like like or i think it was actually it was a a jeff bezos video i shared on my on my instagram story and it was like you know like 
like we're stressed out when we could do something but we don't that's kind of what really stresses us out it's not like it's not like things outside of our control like it's very we very quickly accept that it's outside of our control and we can't can't do anything about it so we don't necessarily worry but it's the things that we could have changed that we could have done but like ah here i am again i'm stressed i don't go out with my friends but none of my clothes fit right and i'm feeling like shit it's like i fuck it i feel terrible because i know i could have went to the gym 100 times over the last six months and probably probably not had to let's say go through this um and these are the things that i find tend to tend to depress us but just to kind of go back bring it back to that point about the we cannot change anything until we accept it i kind of feel like because obviously this is about the psychology of transformation that is the first step and i can add that experience today as i kind of start my transformation just to accept actually yeah, actually i've let myself go instead of trying to hide it you know and where the where the where the baggy jumpers and just oh no i'm still i'm still good it's like no actually that i fucking i let it slide a little bit too far um and it was kind of it was almost like a like a like let's say a weight was lifted and even you said like with the nutrition thing like you know once you kind of admit that actually no actually i'm actually not that good in nutrition i actually have a little bit of work to do here it's like the weight is lifted now you kind of start you kind of you kind of um you've got a little bit more humility and um you know you, you stop condemning yourself or like it's not about saying I, yeah I, I would really really like to hammer home on that point like i feel like the biggest change that was ever made by me was like i like this self-judgment like i don't i done away with self-judgment like it's like now um what would we say critique not criticism you know it's like i i critique myself no doubt you know it's like we have to critique ourselves we have to evaluate our performance but it's not criticism i never criticize like i'm never hard on myself ever not once but what i do do is i'll go back and i'll go okay what happened and i'll do that constantly and again i've i've known and maybe this is different for everybody else but i've known myself to be quite a fair judge and you know quite a fair you know like if i have to now re do some recourse like i will also do the recourse so it's kind of like right well you know you, you slept in today it's like well why did you sleep in today i was like well i genuinely was tired or it's like or were you just been lazy it's like okay we have to weigh that up now we're not going to judge ourselves for the answer but we now we've got either work to do either you, you're in the habit of snoozing now and we're going to need to put in a backstop to make sure that that doesn't happen again maybe it's three or four alarms you know for, for talk's sake, I know I know for a wee while uh, when Zach was just born, I was sleeping in uh, I was sleeping in the spare room. All right, I might have been sleeping with Mason at the time. I'm not 100 sure, but I remember what I did was I set the alarm up somewhere uh, that Chloe would hear it, and that would cause absolute mayhem if I had an alarm set yeah. in the house unnecessarily. So I knew right well as soon as I heard that alarm, up gone, up and up, and that's like and that's so, it. Yeah. So whatever needs done in order to get the job done, it's like that. that's what's going to need done the next time. Now, And again, we're all human. We're all fallible. So it's like you just need to learn yourself. It's like, right, where are your letdowns and what do we need to do? And again, like a big thing for an awful lot of people just with the snooze button is like I hear so many people complain. It's like, oh, if only I wasn't tired. If only it's like this all starts way before all these initial problems. Like what time did you go to bed? That's it. That's the first and foremost. Like your bedtime is incorrect. Everything that you're trying to juggle the mess that you set up by not going to bed on time. It's like so. It's like you know, if we re again, and if you're critiquing, you know, smart, and you're really having a look at things as they are, it's like that's where an awful lot of problems can start. Because like if you're tired, everything else can be fucked up, and you can kind of juggle around a couple of different stories to why it was, but really it's because your your bed bedtime's not right it's like why did you why did you snooze the alarm probably you could probably do extra time in bed you know it's like and yeah. for me for talk's sake you know i could work out before work if i went to bed at eight o'clock but i've got two young kids so realistically that's not 
always reasonable. So to me, the next thing is like, right, well, stop setting an unrealistic standard and let's move the work out. You know, it's like, so we have to be, you know, we have to be cute about it because again, this is all in an aid towards changing because these again are actions which are going to create habits, which are then going to create the identity, which is going to create the destiny yeah. or whatever way you put it. And so it's like, right, the actions are a key, key part of that. And so how do we set up the actions that are going to set you up for success? And we have to be really, really cute about it. Like you can't be a tyrant slapping yourself like through the fucking ringer just make, to make sure, well, it's going to get done. I'm just going to force myself to get it done. And this is again where we kind of come back to the what I said before about the people working, you know, sleeping four hours and working a team. Like, fair enough. If they've got an absolute mad vision and they're super conscientious, they're just the kind of person they are, they're super driven. That's just what they want, fair enough. But I immediately thought about, you know, a slightly better approach to that, which is the Jim Rohn quote, which is one of my favorite quotes. It's like, reasonable time is enough time. It's like, are you, and again, reasonable. I love that. When we were studying in college and we, they were talking about case law, they were talking about insurance, like, literally, like, you're setting up law here and we're talking about liability and we're talking about big budget fucking cases here. Like if, if, if someone slips and falls, like potentially like millions could be doled out and the rule they had in place was reasonable. It's like, were you reasonable? And I feel like that just really speaks to the power of the word. It's like, like we know as human beings in a judge, in, in, in a courtroom, you know, we know what's reasonable. You know what's reasonable. I know what's reasonable. Did you act reasonable? And are you putting in a reasonable amount of time and a reasonable amount of, amount of effort given you know, the circumstances? Yeah. 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 No, I think that, that, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a very powerful word. Because again, that's what I really want to emphasize two things. One is that it's it's compassionate self-inquiry. This whole thing about reflection and like your critique, you're critiquing, not criticizing. It's and again, I was okay. Well, yeah, why why did I hit snooze? Because like, oh, well, I actually need to sleep. I only had six hours sleep. Well, okay, well, that's reasonable. Like, let's get that. So it's like, well, no, let's like identify the, the the core of the problem. It's not you know, it's not the the present snooze. It's the the the, the poor uh, nighttime routine, etc. Um, so it all all starts with compassion, self-inquiry, and then even as you kind of mentioned there, like you're kind of emphasizing the actions, and I just kind of want to emphasize the thoughts, the the the, the, the thing that takes place before we even take the action it's the thoughts this is kind of where every that's where the seed is the seed is in the mm. thought and that's i feel like where a lot of us go wrong or, or it's just more so we're just so dismissive about the power of our thoughts and mm. um, you know anybody who's read the the, the four agreements and, and maybe he's listened to some of the other podcasts on that topic just knows like how powerful um i believe anyway that, that thoughts are um you know like it's it really is the, the 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 seed that that will dictate everything else. It's the paradigm. It's the lens through which you see the world. Like these thinking patterns, like there were these, like some like then some people are their biggest critic, and your biggest critic lives inside your own head. And it's like, well, you really need to kind of try and address that. Um, you know, otherwise, you're just constantly going to be condemning yourself and you know, like criticizing yourself, and that's just you know, it's going to create these self sabotaging uh, patterns. That are just constantly going to repeat and repeat and repeat until you can get to the place where you're doing it from a place of of, of self love that you're doing it um, out of compassion for yourself rather than from you know you're a piece of shit you should be better or you're letting everybody down but it's like that just doesn't work so like from a psychological perspective like that just does not work um, and like, again sorry go on go on oh, I I, no, I, no. Feel like, I feel I feel like one of the one of the big things just kind of as you're saying that and as we go back into like Gabriel Mate stuff and stuff that I was listening to yesterday I feel like where did you get that self-talk from? And this is the kind of, you know, the sad part and we have to analyze it. It's like, I feel like that was given to you by somebody and probably a parent because like I generally, like I can see it in an awful lot of clients 
and then I listen to their stories and they tell me about it. And you know, me, Chris, Chris, I know Chris uh, was saying this not too long ago, and I, I feel it. People tell you a lot more about themselves than they think. I feel like if like if you if like if you're listening, I feel like people nearly tell you everything about themselves without realizing. And I feel like I know an awful lot of people who are hyper critical of themselves. And then they tell me an awful lot about their, their parents and their parents sound like the critical type. And it's kind of like, I feel, and again, like maybe there's not a whole pile of what you can do now about them, but it's like, at least I feel like understanding the problem is a big part of it. And I feel like an awful lot of people is like, where, like, where did you learn your, your thinking habits? It's like, where did, like, if someone was critical of you the whole time growing up, maybe it's not a parent, maybe it was a friend, maybe it was, you know, teacher, but somebody important during your formative years is like that can really just get that cycle going, and that momentum can be incredibly hard to break if you're not aware of where it came from. Yeah, and if, if, you, if you have, if you've been great, if you've been great deep thinking patterns, it is, it is kind of quite, uh, quite difficult to to break. And you know, the 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 only way that I'm aware of that you can break these thinking patterns is true repetition with emotion. So like these kind of using mantras, using positive self talk. But doing it again, doing it constantly, but doing it with emotion. You can't just say, I am, you know, I, I am happy, I am confident, I am wealthy. Like has to be like, I am so happy, I am extremely confident, I am gonna be so wealthy. It's like you really kind of have to put some emotion behind it because that's really kind of what makes it stick. Um otherwise, you know, it's it's just not it's just not powerful enough. It, do, it just doesn't stick, you know, it doesn't it's you don't really. resonate with it. Exactly, it's exactly because you know you don't truly mean it. Exactly, you're kind of saying it just to kind of check the box. You're not saying it because yeah, because you mean it. That's so this whole thing like fake it till you make. You have to kind of embody embody what you're saying. And again, it's hard to do these things. I I like last year or the year before, 2022. Like I read it this really really good. Like you know this little uh, this little affirmation, little positive prayer. Like you know I only said it you know, maybe 20 times that year. Like I just just couldn't get into routine it was hard and it was hard to say it every day and get up and say it with, with, with compassion but again this whole thing fail forward maybe maybe this year now i might say it 60 times 70 times and then maybe next year or next year or next year then i'll do it. and again if i achieve this goal or even achieve half of this what's on this page is like that would be absolutely life-changing for me and for for for, for a lot of people i know so um it's, it's it's worth it's worth failing forward it's worth um it's worth keep trying like just because you failed once like nobody get like very few people get it straight away nobody gets it straight away actually and some i'm not sure i think i'm actually in your chris say it and it's something it's something that yeah the, these these one in one in one in a billion um but you i think you guys said i think i picked it up from you and i've been kind of saying a lot um because i've been covering a lot of a lot of sessions recently over over the old uh winter period and all the, all the sickness and stuff but it's just like you know you got to pay the beginner tax you know people are like oh getting frustrated with themselves like oh it's skipping or something it's like oh don't worry about it listen the first the first first 10 hours you're just you're just paying the beginner tax get yourself up to speed don't worry about it just get, get the get put the time in his and get, get it like done that. As I, mean, as I like that yeah maybe it's because you just got to pay the beginner tax just do it like you know you like oh, oh did you like did you expect to be great starting off like yeah, without, yeah. without any experience like did you, did you expect to be a prodigy just throwing a pair of gloves and all of a sudden you're fucking yeah, you're knocking yeah. people out like that's i like, did though that's, that's the difference i did you know like me and, and maybe maybe that's a common thing like because again i feel like most people do get frustrated and they are very surprised when they're not amazing at their first goal i remember i seen a, a tiktok and it was like my toxic or maybe it was just a meme but it was like you know watching something like i'm not sure how how into the sourdough bread culture you are but it's one of them things that you know it takes a lot of times and you're every time you make it you're like oh i could do this. Now, i don't understand that but it's like i remember i heard people talk about it very passionately and like every time you do it, you're like oh i could change this and i could change this and i could do this and i could do this and there was somebody who was like you know my toxic trait is thinking that i could just do this and get it amazing first time 
It's like that is such a toxic trait. That is such a toxic yeah, trait. Hundred yeah. yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like why? Why would you assume that you could do it amazing first time? But we, I did. I do with most things. Yeah. So, so I think so. I think that that's kind of that's kind of the, the the first step is obviously you know this kind of whole thing of like accepting that we got it, accepting that maybe we have something that we could change being aware of kind of how we communicate that to ourselves because if it's coming from a place of condemnation not from a place of love that you know it's probably not going to be that effective um so you know you know the things you say but more importantly the things that you think actually do matter like it's important uh, what program you're running in there because that's what you're doing you're literally programming yourself um you know and like i said it, it can be a bit of a trap that a lot of people get stuck in and this is kind of why i like to use things like journaling and gratitude journal just to kind of just make sure that like because they said the weeds are going to grow the weeds grow naturally in my mind i do have i'm quite a i would say quite neurotic people might not necessarily but maybe it doesn't come across because i i really make a conscious effort to try and to try and be positive to try and you know look for the look for the silver line in every situation look to try and how how can i turn this negative into a positive because that is also very powerful. This concept of like the obstacle is the way the challenges are, or the opportunities lie, etc. Um, but then what else? So then obviously we got this kind of concept of identity. I think feel like that's kind of one of the things that people will constantly be pulled back into their identity. And again, just to share my experience um, over the last couple of years, kind of like I said, because just because I'm 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 kind of starting my own personal transformation, uh, well, more so physical, because you know I've I've been developing in, in many different areas of my life, just not physically, say for the last last couple of years, but I've achieve many other of my goals like relationship goals and business goals and different things but uh, this is something that i've that i've that i've let slide um where was i where was i going with that identity um, so your 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 identity yeah so my, my identity apologies you know, identity was like you know this kind of i used to be like i used to be a personal trainer like that's who i was you know we'll say like you know say 2014 to 20 say 2017 2018 and then i transitioned from being a personal trainer into being a business owner you know because as i kind of grew the team and then i realized fuck you know if I, I I need to kind of cover cover people's hours or like more so like if I can't work I can't make money you know and I was like oh fuck so I said this this thing needs to be able to work without me because if I end up in hospital you know and, and everyone's dependent on me to you know to do all the calls or to take the classes like shit um if we're, we're in big trouble so that's kind of something that I that I kind of made a conscious effort to do you know kind of working on the business instead of in the business and trying to develop systems and, and to build a team etc and that's kind of my identity and shifted and kind of if I trace it back like that's kind of when it became much harder for me, but it's also because the lifestyle, like, you know, when I was a personal trainer, you know, I was much more active, you know, I was much, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, was, I was doing five Ks, 10 Ks, kind of just into all that kind of stuff. And then my identity kind of shifted to kind of be more about, you know, business sales, marketing, coaching the team, They're still kind of interested in the mindset and stuff, but um, the physicality element definitely took a, took, took a back, back seat. So that's kind of an identity that I'm trying to, let's say, step back into now over the next kind of couple of weeks and months because that's something that i actually love like when i do the class i'm like actually i actually really love coaching people i really love taking the class i really love giving a high fives i really love giving a encouragement i really like you know helping people have have breakthroughs um but i felt like at that at that stage in in, in in say my 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 own development or the development of the business let's say it was kind of was a necessary step but i kind of feel like it's time to, to kind of step back in and kind of adopt that that identity again and kind of really kind of start to develop more one-on-one relations so people are going to coach them through fitness because fitness for me is just it's just a means to an end like 
like I'm not somebody like I didn't get into this because you know I was I was a natural born athlete and I've been fit and healthy my whole life. It's more so because I'm the kind of person that needs structure, needs coaching, needs community, needs all of these things that kind of really kind of keep me on track. Otherwise, it's very easy for me to to, to let it slide, probably because of my say my my impulsive uh, tendencies. Let's say, um, so that's kind of why I've done it, not because you know I, I'm I'm you know I was that kid growing up with a six pack. It was the complete opposite. Um, you know, but but this kind of concept of, of identity. So kind of because um, that's at the core of it. Once as soon as as soon as you become stressed, as soon as things become inconvenient, you will just fall back into your old identity. And that's kind of what happens to a lot of people. People can have adopt this new identity. They can adopt this thing for say for the sake of a challenge or for the sake of of you know whatever the kind of short term thing is. And then once that's done, and they lose their why, they lose their their mission. Let's say the mission is right. They lose. You know, 14 pounds in 42 days. You know, the Kickstarter challenge. Let's say, and then once you, once they lose that mission, then we fall we, we fall back into old habits. We fall back to old identity because that's it. The, the the identity and the, the habits, the, the behaviors, the actions. That's kind of where, where it all stems from. I was listening to Alan Watts earlier today, and he was talking about the root word of person. So person comes from the Greek or Latin word maybe persona or whatever the root word is, but it comes from persona. And I think the root word of that means mask. And so a person is essentially a mask. You know, it's like we basically hold up the mask to the world. And again, that kind of comes back into our identity. And so, you know, like what is the mask that you're holding up? And this is kind of where the fake it till you make it thing, I think, comes from. It has to be a mask that obviously fits you. Like it has to be your mask. You don't want to put up a mask for other people. But I feel like other people play a massive role in your identity and this is kind of why a, a, a supportive tribe is important because you might have an identity that all, that you're trying to grow out of but you're in a situation that other people are trying to or maybe again maybe it's not conscious to them but in that community you are this person and like as i know myself like i'm not sure if you've ever I was talking to a friend about this the other day i'm not sure if you've ever shown up to a situation and you might have this mask for this pe- this group of people and this mask for this group of people and so you're walking around the party trying to shift masks and you're like 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 for talk's sake like i was at a christening with my friends and my friends obviously know one verse to me and then you know i was mary was there and mary knows probably the absolute sweetest version of me possible and it just kind of felt not 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 drastically opposing because i'm not a two-faced kind of person but you know they're, they're, they're two different people. Like, I don't show up to Mary's house the same way I show up to Joe's house. And I just thought that was a, a very funny, you know, thing to happen. You know, the same way as if, like, I, I met my friends and then I met, you know, a group of clients. It's like, well, you know, these people aren't exactly the same person. Like, I feel like we're all very different people at different times. And I feel like sometimes that's part of the problem because we don't know who we are in our, in our heart of hearts. And, like, for me, like the biggest change has happened for me now that, now that we think, now that I think about it and we're talking about it, is like me as a personal trainer, like Coach B, I've created now Coach B and people assume all these things about me. And I, again, as I said, I could incorporate my shadow and be whoever I want to be. But I feel like when when something resonates, when people expect something of me that I always expect myself, I'm like, boom, that's part of it. That's got to be part of the, the, the character that I want to be. Let's keep that. And so it's like we start growing this identity of this person that we want to be. And I feel like the thing that's pulling me forward and pulling me in this direction is this thing as a coach. You know, it's like that not only am I accountable to this identity, but all these other people see me as this person. Like this is my identity as part of the tribe and as part of the group. So it's like, it's integral that I be this person because, you know, otherwise the the whole mission 
isn't going to work if I'm not this person. Like, imagine if I was in fighting fit and the person I am now was the person I was when we started. It's like, this this thing wouldn't work. Like, it really, it really wouldn't. People would be coming and they'd just leave because they don't want that guy. They want the other guy. And I don't want to be that. I don't want, I would hate to have to, because I remember I used to feel like a fraud. Like, I don't want to feel like a fraud because I'm not that guy. But, you know, as I said, you've got to pay, pay the beginner's tax. If I want to, if you are a PT and you want to get into this, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I really can't see any other way in other than you feeling like a fraud for the first three years. You know, maybe unless you're coming at it from like, maybe you're an unbelievable athlete, you know, like maybe. And I feel like me and you had a little bit of that, like with, that, like with a wing and a prayer, we stood on mm-hmm. our box and, you know, because that's all we had to offer. It's like, oh, we at least we're fit, you know, at least we're fit. Like we are building the rest of the tools and probably you were a lot further on than me. It's like, but. Like, all I had was a baseline of fitness. I can take you through an exercise class, you know, in terms of the personal growth. I haven't been through any of it, but I'll, I'll support you and give you a high five. You know, it's like, whereas now it's like, I've been through the growth myself, like, and not all of it, but a lot of it. And I know when I can understand and hopefully, you know, empathize and communicate and we can kind of work through this together. And then not only that, obviously, you, you study and have to learn about this stuff and you learn tools from people who have, you know, been through you know, that, that's all the benefits of a book. It's like if you read a book and you pass that information on to somebody, it's like you've saved everybody an awful lot of time. You know, like the person yeah, writing yeah. the book saved, saved you 10 years and you saved them 10. Maybe you saved those five, five hours having to read the book. You know, so it's, yeah. like, it's kind of, like, you know, we really have to help people give them the tools to change. But also it's like you have to, on you have to, I feel like it is a job that requires tools and you kind of have to want the identity so like for toxic when we talk about business and all that kind of stuff like they talk about niching it's like you're probably gonna have to niche down with your identity here it's like you have to pick an identity you know it's like you can't just yeah. be kind of free flowing spirit of all directions it's like what do you want to be who do you want to be and it doesn't have to be super specific but you're going to have to pick a direction to grow in and you know if you're listening to this podcast it's probably healthier fitter stronger maybe you know better looking physically you know for more confidence or whatever like that but it's like you know that's the direction that we're going and it's like you know what behaviors kind of align with that and so we got to start again fake until you make you got to take the actions i feel like i did i think six kickstarters last, i think i did i think i might have missed one kickstarter we did last year i'm not sure how many we did i feel like i've blown i think i've said six and i feel like i've only done four <laughs> felt like six yeah i feel like you were in three or four kickstarters last year didn't do a huge one last year i feel like i did four kickstarters last year and i feel like the first one like was like i kind of felt like i was faking it but I also did extremely well. But the second one, it felt like the things that I learned the first time were integrated. And then the third one, they were just part of my lifestyle. And then the fourth mm. one, I was nearly kind of, it was nearly kind of a regression because it was so much part of my lifestyle that there wasn't as much planning. I feel like that's, again, we're talking about like, you have to constantly roll in the right direction to kind of keep this thing going because it's so easy to just drift away. Yeah, drifting, drifting, it's so easy. It's honestly, it's so easy to drift. It's so easy to lose momentum. That's that is the hard part, especially with health and fitness. Once you like this whole thing, miss a day, the, the the say the rule of thumb. If you miss a day, that's fine. Shit happens. Life gets in the way. Never miss two days in a row. And that's kind of something that I haven't. Let's say say. But sorry, um, sorry. What happens when you miss two days in a row, and in three days in a row, four days, five? Now you're drifted. Like so, and now yeah. you're separated from that identity. And that's the bit that I feel like is hard. It's like once you've separated from that identity, I feel like this, like what we're talking about now, this key concept of drifting is incremental or is crucial to understand is like, that's a normal part of it. You got to swim now and you're going to notice how, like you don't feel like your old self anymore. You haven't got those, those same kind of like 
other vibes as that person like you know you're, you're not it's not just automatic like it was that person because you drifted away and you have to work your ass off now to get there and then you'll get there again and it'll only be a matter of time you'll drift away it's like that's the process that's part of it in yeah. my experience you know yeah and also what i would say is what you what you can do is you can create an anchor like using this metaphor of of say like the water or drifting it's like you can so you use can. an anchor you can use that's an anchor and the, the anchor can be so that you don't drift too far we all will drift. You'll still yeah, drift yeah, with yeah. an anchor, but how far do you drift? Will you drift off in the middle of the ocean or will you just yeah, yeah. You know, veer off track? And that's going to hopefully what, what we try to do with, with, with our program, with our coaching, or even people just personally with their, 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 say their, their own relationships. You know, mm. if you have these anchors being people or, or, or routines, or I feel like it's mostly people um, that can anchor you, they can just make sure that you don't drift too far. Like we'll all drift because nobody really knows the inner workings of, of, of our mind, unless maybe you live with somebody, you don't really know what the what their kind of day-to-day routine, et cetera, is. But, a lot of people can anchor and that's kind of what we're trying to be for all for our clients although like listen people kind of come and go or super committed not so committed blah, blah blah but we always anchor that we're trying to try and anchor them back and so that you never that you're not going to miss it you're never going to miss two weeks in a row like you know the, you might have a bad week but we'll make sure to do our best that because we've anchored you hopefully that you know you're, you're not gonna i know some people i know some people and they've literally just cut the fucking course <laughs> there yeah. it is see ya yeah. it's funny yeah, that, that, yeah, and that, that's what we believe. But then, sorry, just to kind of finish on this point, because we're kind of just approaching the, the, the hour mark, is this kind of thing you said about identity. And like, what what is like what is at the core of that, that kind of, um, um, that dictates the outcome? And your identity will dictate your priorities. That's That, for me, is the key thing. Like, if you identify, like, say, if we're parents now, and it's, it's very easy to kind of identify with this, I'm sure for anyone listening that has kids, it's like, if you identify as a great mother, like your kids will want for nothing. You will find a way, you'll, you'll get the resources, you'll do whatever needs to be done to make sure that the kids get what they need. You know, same, same for dads. They'll go out and they'll work themselves to the bone. They'll get up at five o'clock in the morning. They'll work till 10 o'clock at night. They'll go board on four hours sleep, whatever, just to make sure that the, say the, the, the kids in the family kind of has what they need. So this, but again, the identity there would be being a great mother. I'm a great dad or I'm someone that takes care of my family or whatever the, these kind of things are. So it's like just really trying to look and say, okay, what actions or, or or outcomes or behaviors is your identity? Because again, it's not necessarily always bad. Like we usually do all these things with good intentions, you know, but it's more so it's just like understanding the bigger picture to say that to be a self-sacrificing mother, you know, who, you know, who has been putting our kids first for, for 10, 15, 20 years to the detriment of our own health. Because I feel like we're so detached from death. It's like, I feel like we don't really finish. It's like, that could cost you 10 years with your children. You know the fact that you're 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 not prioritizing your health right now. You're eating shit, you know, and and you're 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 three four stone overweight. It's like that's that's going to cost you eventually. Eventually, you're going to have to pay that price. In the short term, yes, you're, you're doing the right thing, but long term, you know, uh, the, the the consequences will will bite you in the bum. Let's say, but the the same that the identity will dictate your priorities, and then how do you shift your identity? You basically look, you look for people, people that inspire you, you know, pick who's your top five people that inspire you. What are the character traits? What are the the the, the, the goals that they have, the things that they've accomplished? What kind of makes you jealous of other people? What what kind of things do you wish you are? And slowly but surely start to try and create this character and then try and act in alignment with this new character. And then over time, your identity will shift, but it will only shift through through action, through results, like actually doing the thing, well, actually walking the walk so that you can convince yourself to actually know I am this new person. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not the fat guy anymore because, you know, I've been lean for 18 months. I'm, I'm a new person now. It's like, it's, it, these are the only ways to, uh, to, to shift the identity from, from what I can read. What do but you mean by that? I feel like, I feel like 
there's something, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's something a couple of layers deeper that it's kind of like, you know, what about the fat guy who is, you know, lean, or what about the, the lean guy who used to be fat, who still feels fat? You know, it's like how, how like, at your core, like, is is it just is it just about actions? Is it just about time in the new experience? Like, how do you really shift? Like, your you like who you really feel like. So I think I think you know these are these let's say these kind of esoteric questions that are you know like these like what is the meaning for life? I kind of feel like it's 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 always going to be personal to the person. Um, or it depends. But again, but I saying. I don't know like this is guys anyone listen here like this is just this is this is this is our amateur attempt at uh, at psychology let's say um and trying to share our personal experience to, to try and kind of hopefully at least point you in the right the right direction but i feel like the only way to do it is to do the do the deep work for yourself it's like start yeah. listen listen to your inner voice a little bit more and understand why why do i still feel like that guy what is sorry, it what sorry. so this is so maybe maybe i maybe i do have somewhat of an answer to the question that i asked and then i think about it is like maybe if we go back to gabe or matthew maybe it is something to do with trauma you know maybe it's something that maybe you're because again normally the identities that you find hard to stick you want to shake them it's maybe a negative experience and maybe it has something to do with a past trauma experience again maybe you're bullied when you're fat you know maybe you know somebody pointed out to you maybe you're embarrassed because of it you know or whatever and maybe it's not just you're overweight you know it's like maybe maybe, well, you're, maybe you don't feel smart whatever it is yeah but usually usually i feel what we do is because we, unless like there's there's a, a a genuine effort of like self-introspection we usually mislabel it so it's like that whole thing is like oh i still feel like the fat guy it's like okay no like is it is it do you feel like the fat guy or is it like what is it something is it is it self was it self-confidence and you're just calling mm-hmm. it you're the same because you're fat is it you know because you maybe felt uh, let's say excluded or exactly. you know, whatever it's like exactly because you could you could now be lean and still feel not confident and you reference that to oh i still feel the fat guy it's like no you still don't feel confident yeah, yeah. so it's so, so you, i feel like a lot of time we, we, we mislabel or maybe misinterpret this kind of why it's important to you know that, like look at our like say our limiting beliefs maybe, maybe it's not usually it's not what we think it is you know because sometimes we can especially with ourselves especially unless we're kind of good at uh, you know, uh, self-introspection, or that we, you know, maybe get, uh, 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 let's say, an outsider's opinion, somebody that doesn't have all the, you know, the, the emotional baggage, or that can actually see our situation, maybe for for kind of what it is, or maybe you know, just a, I'd say like a professional therapist, a professional psychologist, etc. They can maybe add some add some kind of context to the situation, because yeah. um, it's it's very hard. It's 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 a very 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 difficult thing to do to be truly. Um, to be truly um, what's unbiased when we're trying to let's say critique ourselves because we're, we're we're massively biased so it's kind For of sure. trying to understand that so so it's, it's like accepting that you know these I, I I'm probably wrong or maybe I might or I might or being too hard or I'm being too easy on myself usually mm-hmm. you're either being one of the two you're either being too hard or being too easy so just recognize that and this is kind of why again I feel like coaching is is, is such a powerful tool because things that that maybe you know. Um, or aren't very obvious to you, or extremely obvious to, to everybody else around you. Because oh no, of course, yeah, no, it's it's this. It's like it's, you, you do that all the time. Like oh, really? Do I? What? Oh, oh, sugar. And then 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 oh, and then it kind of opens up a new layer. Um, I noticed I noticed something today. I uh, this is the last point that I have to make. I stuck the Wi-Fi code on my on my press door, and and so I so I'd see it when I opened the door. And I have not seen that thing once since I moved into that house over two years ago. 
I've missed that every time I've opened the door. I've mm-hmm. literally never seen it, not once. And just I feel like that's kind of you know speaks to you know how unconscious things we can be. It's like things could be right in front of your face. And if somebody had asked me, and the Wi-Fi box was in the most awkward place in the world, and I looked at this thing every day, I literally wouldn't have been able to tell them where the easiest place to find it. And sometimes I do that all the time. Like my school bag is filled with everything I need, and if I need anything, I never go to my school bag because I don't believe that anything is there because there's just so much clutter in my bag of all the random things that I need or that drawer that you have at home of all, oh, I need this, oh, I'll keep this. And then it's like, well, you can't find there, it. You'll never touch it again. Me and Jeff yeah. were talking about this last night, kind of trying to kind of move towards maybe more because the house has become a little bit mad. Obviously, Christmas, then Molly's birthday was kind of soon after. And just kind of trying to like this kind of minimalism or kind of even clean out our own kind of closed drawers and stuff like that. And just saying like, Jen, like five things, like, like, like why, why do we need more than five t-shirts five pairs of jeans five things because then obviously she was a girl and she was saying like oh well you need you need a top for jeans and then you need your shorts for a dress blah, 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 and all these different yeah. possible kind of scenarios and i was like okay and fair enough i was like but you'll probably just buy new ones anyway like when the time comes it's like you're all like you always have to go shopping to get something new for this event so it's like really we're probably not going to use this kind of stuff so can i just like feel like just trying to clear 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 the space i kind of find this way he's talking to chris about this yes as well was like our environment our external environment is a reflection of our internal environment it's kind of our, our external environment is unorganized and messy usually our, our inner environment is 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 um, a little bit uh, disorganized and messy as well um sorry, sorry, guys, my sorry just just on that um my environment has nearly been outsourced to chloe like she is literally one of the most organized people especially in a house and I found like that massively affects me. Now, my skill for organizing is still like far from. They're definitely a lot better than it was. I've been somewhat civilized. But I feel like just being in an organized environment, even though I'm not the one doing it, helps keep my mind structured. And I feel like if you can outsource any kind of organization capacity to declutter your environment, it's like, it. it I, in my experience, it is just as effective as doing it yourself. Now, long term, it's not a great solution because you're probably eventually going to have to be the organizer. But just being in an organized environment is massively beneficial. I know that for a fact. Yeah, this kind of goes back to the whole Jordan Pearson thing, like clean your room, like, you know, like, you know, don't don't try and change, don't like, don't put your own house in order before you kind of go out there and kind of try and change the world. And that's kind of what this this podcast is, just me and, and, and the guys just trying to put our own lives in order, kind of working through, work on this path to self-actualization, trying to be the best version versions of ourselves. We're, we're, we're definitely well, I'm definitely a work in progress and I'm going to continue to continue to fail forward um but like you only have to be one step ahead you only have to one step ahead to kind of help other people along in the journey and that's kind of really what we're, what we're trying to do so um anybody who's listening to the podcast thank you very much for your time really really appreciate you dedicating an hour to kind of listen to us if you made it all the way to the end I hope you found some something valuable or something that kind of maybe um spurred a new thought in your in your mind uh, or, or you got a little golden nugget somewhere um please do like share subscribe do all that stuff share it with a friend if you think it's going to be useful but more importantly reach out ask us questions like you know if you kind of said something today that kind of really resonated with you let us know about it if, you, if you're enjoying the podcast let us know about it um, if, you're not, we really if, you're not, if you're not sure where to uh, ask those questions you can comment on the youtube youtube channel would be a good place to yeah. comment and again engage with us on the youtube channel because if you're listening on Spotify, there's no comment section. You can comment on YouTube, and if you have any questions, we'll bring up yeah. in the next. Comment YouTube, but again, I'm saying, feel free to reach out to me directly. You'll get me at, at Stephen Mull uh, on Instagram, Brandon's FF Movement Coach. Uh, you know, find our, our, our Facebook page, email us, text. Said like we're in this we're in this in this job to help people. Uh, you know, so if we can help you. It would be, it would be generally it would be a genuine pleasure. And if you if you're you know always look for good feedback if you or any feedback in general, but like if it's good feedback again, 
it really yeah. does make us great. Like I love getting the wee thank you cards and all this kind of stuff. Like it's great. Like yeah, it's, yeah it's, negative uh, feedback too. If you're biting your lip and you're going layer lads, can't say that. Feel free. Yeah, but again, but it's more so like I mean, we're human too. We have emotions, so try and use a wee criticism sandwich there if, if you do have something <laughs> bad to say. <laughs> all right, guys, listen, we're gonna have to wrap it up there. Thank you very much for your time. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we will see you all next week. Peace.